0: Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, right.
1: It is a little loud. Hello, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to our U Instant Reaction <laughs> Review. Well, it's louder in your head. That's your, that, that's your own I, problem. I that's not what's going on there. This week we are reviewing warm bodies.
0: <laughs> That's not what's going on there, right? No. Uh yeah, it is a little
1: loud. Uh we apo- we apologize for anyone who can hear in shades headphones if it's too loud for I them, know. then we'll adjust things. I remember that at day. Some I, other point. I,
0: remember, like, I was sniffling in the spring when we were doing this and I forgot we were talking into hot mics and I like cleared my throat or something and I watched your eyes water like you're like, okay. Don't do that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so that Warm was a, bodies.
1: that was a great start to oh, the yeah, show. Start so a start. uh no, I already did. I, I am didn't hear I was... am your host, RUScreening.com's dot com's own Mark Eastman, and with me as always is co host Extraordinaire, Shane Leonard. Hello. Who did I wave to? And as I said I don't know, <laughs> seriously. It's not a video podcast <laughs> okay. yet. Yeah, right. We're getting there. And uh, as we have mentioned several times, we're gonna be doing Warm Bodies, which Right. A little bit surprisingly, took the box office this weekend. I was yeah. not actually expecting that, but right Me but that's pretty cool and so now we've got our last two shows that we did are actually top at the box office, So right. that will tell you what the in, in an interesting, early February box office is
0: doing in a strange time of year that's not surprising for the films they're releasing. We've seen like two horror ish two goofy kind bad of, movies. you know fantasy films right. you know. It's just interesting.
1: And, and I I will say this, you know, as I said when we were walking out of the theater this week, if this is what bad movies are becoming, right. then I am a lot happier with the state of the <laughs> yeah, movie right. world. I mean, because these are the last two movies we've done this, and last week we did Hansel and Gretel,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're they're goofy. I mean, just by right. definition, they're pretty goofy things, right. which does not necessarily mean they're bad because bad. Right. we liked Hansel and Gretel fine enough, but right. – for your dumb movies. Right. Much better than the usual fare. Yeah. I mean because man, a man. lot of I these both these movies actually could have so easily gone horribly horribly wrong and been
0: like completely awful, right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
1: And neither one of them did. Uh whether you love them or hate yeah, them. No. I I, yeah. I mean Warm Bodies right. uh you know, we have a god to that, right? Not yet. quite, but but still, at, at worst, it wasn't really horrible. I mean, right. it wasn't, you know, just awful, can't right. stand to watch it anymore.
0: Although, Before we jump into the movie. <laughs> we, I don't know if we have any all the things. No, it's Go just ahead. you might want to bring it up anyway. I was just going to talk about the strange adventure of going to the movie. Oh yeah, but maybe we'll, you have some we'll, things we'll to 1st We'll first. get to that. Because uh, it's it's for me it's as much a part of the review as it is the movie, and you know I gotta say if you're if you haven't gone
1: to this movie yet and you're you're listening because you want to know if you're gonna go to it next right. weekend, right? I have to say if you can find a way to go to this movie and right. be freezing cold, it gives while you, you're doing right. it, 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 it's an interesting it. experience. Yeah, because interesting. They are cold a lot. Yeah, they are zombies. Yeah. <laughs> And and it was kind of weird to it watch the movie. Strange. It was super cold. But but we'll get we'll, to that. All yeah, right. we'll get to that in a second, I guess. But uh, two things that I wanted to get to before we jump into the review. Once again, I got to tell you, we have a giveaway. <laughs> Go to RUScreening.com, and yeah. it is prominently displayed right there. You got
0: it up, and, and, because... and it says,
1: "Win every movie we review this year." Cool. So. I know you'd had some difficulties doing yeah. that, but
0: you were on vacation. And well, some technical side to things. See, and... I
1: had some stuff set up to automatically post while I was gone. Right. And like three of them worked, and the, right. and the rest didn't. And right. you know whatever I don't know. But yeah, it is there now. Yeah. We are going to be giving away every movie we review on the podcast. Yep. This year doesn't count everything we review on ourescreen. Right. dot com. So we should be clear about that. I don't right. want somebody going, hey, <laughs> right. But every movie we cover on the podcast, you could potentially win the whole shebang on Blu-ray. As they come out, you'll, you'll yeah. get them in the mail. So right. you need to check that out. It involves reviewing us on iTunes, but go to RUScreening.com and check it out, and you'll get all the information you right. need there. We're not going to go over it every single week. Right. The other thing that I wanted to get to is uh, we had a viewer question. I love the viewer questions. And please send us your questions, whether it's a movie that we've already done before or you know, anything from previous podcasts or movies that are coming up or you know, get in early your questions you want us to cover on the air for yeah. something that's coming out later, right. whatever it might be, but we love to get your questions. You can email us at markeastman at ruscreening dot com. And we would love to hear from you. If you go to com, it's pretty easy to figure out how to contact us. Right. So anyway, we got a question from John, who would not tell me where he was from. Or, I mean, not that oh. he refused, but he just didn't tell me where he was from. Right. If you email us, we would love to know where you're from, because that is actually really cool. To right. so find out like all the places I'm. people are listening to us. And his his question was about, actually, when we were doing the best movies of the year. Okay. Because you had both Brave and Wreck It Ralph, I did, and you even mentioned how can you have five star mo- a five star movie a year this. and not have it in your top ten? And so we got kind of a question about it called on it or a question about it because I have a movie,
0: mm-hmm. at
1: least one, obviously that I gave five stars and is not in my top ten, right. which would be Wreck It Ralph because I did give that five stars,
0: and. And so the question basically is, you know, what up with that? Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) what's really funny is outside of the show, I had someone ask me uh, a friend who had um, asked for my list. I do lists at the end of the year for books, films, TV, whatever I've listened to entertainment wise. Right. Right. And he actually wondered, he said, did all of these make, you know, the podcast? And I said, mine basically did. um, But Interestingly enough and funnily enough, Mark actually had some things that he didn't put on. And I I got to thinking about, like, I wonder how many of the higher starred films necessarily didn't make the list. But there are times where it just doesn't work that way. Sometimes the highest, the the best film may not be your favorite film of the year. And, And there's a line there, which is what were the best films I saw last year and what were my top 10? Right. Like there's a very thin line there, but it's interesting. Two days ago, I was thinking about this. Right. So, well, so, so I would love to hear your so, reply. So that's to the John. question
1: that we got, and my answer. Because this is for you only, because I. I get it. it, it kind of up. is because it was actually just it, responding good, to you because you question. you said something about right. it. And, I you know I remember, my answer kind of goes back to you just have to go to how we rate films, and if you right. haven't yet you can mm-hmm. you know go search the previous podcast we did a whole podcast on how we come up with our ratings and stuff like that yep which actually is a pretty cool show but that was a it, fun show it's
0: uh you know it's helpful to know your critics and how they re- right.
1: how they review stuff cuz we and do
0: come at things differently even though right. sometimes we grade it similarly my, we really do come at it different
1: my theory of giving something a star rating
0: is as i
1: you know say all the time basically right. based on How well is the movie trying to be what it's trying to be? And then built into that is, is that something that's actually worthwhile to try to be? So if you're trying to be a crap movie and you do it really well, that does not mean that (laughs) you don't get high accolades. Right. That doesn't mean that you're a five star movie. Right. (laughs) So the thing is, um, part of the reason that I think about movies that way when I'm trying to come up with a, a rating to give them is that. You know, like I hate lists in the first place. Right. I don't (laughs) I don't like comparing movies to each other to a certain extent. Right. Like when I have Wreck-It Ralph and I gave it five stars and I'm going, you know, that movie was great. Right. Mm -hmm. And then let's say I have like, you know, I I don't even I don't even know what movie (laughs) what movie to come up with. But like say it was like Lincoln, maybe. okay, Okay. Just to pick just to pick something out of there. And and say I gave Lincoln four and a half stars. Mm-hmm. So okay, all of a sudden Wreck It Ralph has to be above Lincoln on my top ten list because it got five stars and Lincoln only got four and a half. Right. I just don't see it that way. That's not how that works. I, you know, Lincoln is trying to, you know, or if you have something like Gosford Park, you know, right. That's four and a half. Let's say. I mean, I'm making that up. Right. You're for, yeah. But. If that's four and a half stars, well, Wreck-It Ralph's a better movie now and it has to be higher <laughs> higher on your list of all time movies than Gosford Park because you gave it less stars. Right. That's just not how I view the world of trying to rank movies, I guess. I, I mean, can
0: see I can see John's question because it was he wasn't even I wasn't even throwing a jab out at you. It was just when when I said Wreck-It right, Ralph. I, mean, ca- I remember exactly what yeah. I said. I just said it was one of the few five-star films, and I think I have to put a five-star film on my list. I think there has to be a representative right. of it. I understand totally what John is getting. Even though even though I intellectually get what you're getting, I still think – I think there's a contradiction of your grading movies in a way there because you can't – you are trying to have it both ways.
1: I've tried to have what both ways?
0: You're trying to have like the ability to rate a film – in in its own criteria, which you have, but once you've rated the film, it should basically be you know a numerical value of all the films you saw this year. And one would think then that all you have to do is look over your you know if you had such a list, right. you know the films that you've done for the podcast, and been like, okay, well these are the top ten in numerical order that were five stars going down, and that should be. You should never have a film that is. That you've rated two and a half or three stars be on your list when a film you rated five stars be absent. That's what I think the contradiction is. And you're you're uh, saying I don't
1: I don't think that's a contradiction. I you're I saying, saying that totally there is the possibility. Yeah. Uh, well, I way, think it's sort of you said that that could happen. I, mean, I think it's sort of like
0: if you had a movie like say like an average movie, not even like a Lincoln if, or If you, or if a you had a Park. movie
1: like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, okay, which I liked pretty well, right. But for the sake of argument, let's just say that whatever problems I had with it, it was better and I rated it 5 stars. Okay. Even if I rate that 5 stars, that does not make it one of the best movies that came out this year. It it's the best version of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter or or if you had something okay. like well. or if you had something like if I had liked uh Hansel and Gretel a little bit better. I already rated that really high. Yeah. If I had liked that a little bit better, that could have been five stars, but it's still – it's five stars for what it is. It's not – I just don't see rating things in that way as making an order of movie goodness, which which is is what a lot of critics do and is what I have a problem with a lot of critics because – you know, uh, we even talked about this, I think, yeah. during when we were doing Hansel and Gretel, a lot of critics rated, the, rated that movie right. really low. Really bad, yeah. And basically what they're thinking behind it is no matter how well you made this movie, it's like maybe two and a half stars at best.
0: Right.
1: No matter right. what you No do, matter what. Right. Because – my hierarchy has to be if I rate you higher, then right. you know they want their really yeah. easy way to get their top ten list yeah. and and that's how they, and I just don't see it that way i think yeah. oh, I cool. think yeah. hansel I think basically every movie has the potential to be a five star movie as long as it is you know really doing what it's trying to do well, and most other movie critics don't yeah. they look at Hansel and Gretel and go. I don't care what you do with it. Yeah, it's two and a half stars at best, and then I'll work down from <laughs> yeah, there. Right. If it if it sucks, Earned if you it, if you yeah. do it wrong or whatever, right. I'll move you down from there. But you can't ever go up behind the past that. Right. Because I've decided that this kind of movie is that's as high as it can right. be, and I
0: just don't see it that way. I mean, I think that's another great example for. I don't know if that gives John his answer. You know, or anybody. I, but I don't I know. A, I hope it does. I think it's a because we won't do fifty minutes on it because, like what you said, we already did. This right. is another good example for if you're interested in why you know Mark looks at films and rating them a certain way, and I do a certain way, and they're different. They're, right. They're totally different. And even though we come up with the reviews, and they're, they're both
1: pretty much different than most other people. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, neither one and, of us is, I think, really in line with all those critics we're talking yeah. about no, with so. Hansel and Gretel, because that really is just the way there's even a certain extent to which you almost have to align yourself to that kind of thinking. You know, if you have the right job right, and you start rating stuff in some <laughs> weird way, <laughs> yeah. pretty soon you don't have a job right. that anymore. You right. know, if you start going Hansel and Gretel's four and a half stars, Right. Someone's going to be like, and well, then at, what? and then at the same time you say, well, I mean it's a goofy movie and okay. it's ultimately in the grand scheme of things it's not that great. Yeah. But it's still four and a half stars. Right. Then you don't have a job anymore. Right. Because <laughs> everyone's going to be like, why did you give Lincoln right. two and a half stars? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: you know, right. people are calling us. So anyway, I I, I get that.
1: But. I don't know. So that's my theory, and that's how. But I hate lists anyway. So. Yeah. I mean,
0: this is and it's it, it's interesting because it's almost like just trying to make you define what you just don't like defining anyway. Right. Whereas for me, you know, my list, my number one film is is definable and more enjoyable than my number 10, 11, 12, or 15. Like in my hierarchy, I can do that because right. I see them in a hierarchy. And for me, you know, you may not like what my number was one two, 1, 2, and 3 were, but for me, I can tell you why they beat 9, 10, and 11. Right. You know, so anyway. But I, it's all subjective stuff. I and could that's probably part of why right the viewers are interesting because you find somebody that's who the thing like too. Do. That's the thing
1: too. With me is I can probably do that too. Yeah, you know, I usually don't have a lot of problem going. You know, the number one or two movie is a better movie than the number thirteen or fourteen movie. Right. Right. It's like the number five movie is a better
0: movie than the number six movie. This is the part you that love always when we were talking about me. the list. I remember I love the middle parts because usually the top and the bottom are are easy. Like I usually right. know what one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. You know, maybe eight, nine, ten. It's four, five, six, seven. Those are the ones that right. juggle, and I I think that's fun. And eventually, for me, it kind of comes down to
1: um, when you got a list of ten movies and you're doing all movies. Mm-hmm. And you get some comedy that you really love. Uh-huh. And then you get, in addition to that, even, you've got some really like screwball comedy that yeah. you really loved or something. And then you've got, you know, Gosford Park or Lincoln or something, right. and you really like those. And then you go, now which one's the best movie? Yeah, and I'm
0: right. like ah, <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, this is this <laughs> so is so like, one of the things that I loved when people would ask me, like, what was one of your favorite films? You know, and I would tell them, depending on my mood, you know, either The Avengers was it or or Brave or Wreck It Ralph. Like right. one of these things. And I look like I'm just wearing Mickey Mouse ears all around. Like <laughs> right. I just I want comic books and, you know, cartoons. Right. And I just tell them, Look, it's okay if when you watch Wreck It Ralph, if you don't see anything other than a video game movie but if you if you and I'm not trying to talk up or down to anybody, but if you know how to look at a story and take it apart and look for the layers and see what it's doing when it's showing you what it's doing and and then how, it's a different film and if I sat
1: with you and right. talked to you about and it how weird how make weirdly complex that movie is it's really layered and tarred, then you know because it it's an animated movie, and you kind of go ah, huh. eh, animated movie, and not only that, but a lot of it is really silly, yeah, yeah, so. So anyway. you know, on first glance, people are going to go really, yeah, Wreck yeah. It Ralph, whatever. Like even yeah. though even though people you know loved it,
0: and, right, and they like it, and but it won it, like it, it
1: right. won the Critics Choice yeah. Movie Award, it really, so it's yeah. not like
0: it's just you or yeah. anything I'm trying to transition. But how crazy Argo just keeps winning everything?
1: I don't know. It's really weird. I and love it's it. Totally throwing me. It's funny because I was listening uh, back through some of the other shows, and. The show when we were kind of talking about the weird snubs and mm-hmm. the, you know, how did Christoph Waltz win and then not, not even and not get, get nominated, nominated. Oh, and, man, that's still and how does how does Ben Affleck win and <laughs> not get nominated, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. and how come Kristen Bigelow didn't get nominated when right. she got nominated by the other, yeah, all these things, and it just is the craziest it's year. It's really weird. It it's is. a really bizarre year for us and to do this. Like like we said that, but. We said it before when we were talking about it, but you know, you you often get snubs. Right. That's just every That's year people are deal. talking right. about who got snubbed for what, and then in this award show this and that. But it is really a rare Man. thing that you get not even nominated on one award, and then right. win and then the and other TV show these other I shows. Mean, yeah. It's bizarre. And Argo really just seemed like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean because people were not talking it's about it like, like it's, people were not going this was not a year. Sometimes there you, are right, there are years where know, yeah. where you go, this movie's gonna win everything right. and everybody knows it right. already. And this was not one of those years. People no. were talking about lots of stuff and nobody was really going well, Argo's obviously going to just win
0: everything. People were all talking about Lincoln because it's Spielberg and right. Zero Dark Thirty because it's contemporary and edgy uh-huh. and it's Bellow, you know. And, and all these and other films won. were like, you know, and she my, won before, and but it's kind of the same. Gig. You know, nobody, nobody got it right, you know. It's really it, weird. It, it was kinda kinda really weird, and it, and it just won't stop winning. No, it won't. It won't lay down. It's to, like, <laughs> throw up another award, and it'll win that yeah. too. It's I crazy. would love to see Argo just get in there for the like the Nobel Peace Prize. I like, know. Well, seriously. it's Argo. Yeah. It's got to win. True. So, anyway, yeah, it,
1: that's going to be interesting when it's uh, you know Academy Award
0: yeah day
1: day yeah and you know Ben Affleck goes up to accept Best Picture right and we'll see what he says right. about not I hope even he just, getting nominated. I hope
0: he just says three words: just Argo. Fuck yourself. Yeah,
1: that's it. I hope he says. Something about how cool the Critics' Choice Movie Awards are
0: during his. <laughs> that would be awesome.
1: Because he mentioned the Academy Awards at our awards. Right. In his speech right. for our awards. Anyway, now that we've babbled on right. forever. Now so, we'll get Warm, warm bodies. bodies, right. And, you know, going in, we, we should say this is based on a book. Yep. And I haven't read it. I never read it. So we don't have any information for you on right. on how well it lives up to the book or anything, although it did make me kind of curious to read the book, and this is not a book that I would yeah. probably ever be curious to read. Yeah, Otherwise, this is not one I would
0: expect know? to see you carrying around. Right. So, so yeah, we went to the theater. Are you going to do the story? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we might as well throw in the story. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how interesting it is to tell this story, but we went to the theater and they had no power. It must be told. (laughs) They had had no power. So we watched this uh, yesterday in the cold. They had enough power somehow to run four theaters but not turn the heat on.
0: (laughs) I don't even know what that means. It reminded, honestly, we're sitting there in the theater. Well, okay, we show up and you're like, they're they're not open, right? Well, they weren't, and and they weren't. They had a sign on the door, but people were opening the door and going in, which confused me, because then they weren't coming out. And I thought, well, I'll, you know, we called, we found out they were only running these four. We're like, all right, we can still make this film because it was going to mess up everything else. And we get in. There's no heat. And and you're entertaining me, and I'm trying to entertain you with the ideas of, like, how do they only run this? And, they, and I'm, like, looking up, and I'm like, they've got lights, I so don't. why don't they have all the lights? And we never got any answers, I but it, all it reminded me of is the scene – In Apollo 13, where Gary Sinise is trying to figure out the amps, and he's trying to figure out, like, (laughs) I can turn this on and I can't turn that on. Like, we could get a film, but there would be no heat. And at one point, I thought the AC came on. If only someone had, like, a soldering gun, (laughs) probably something could happen. I thought at one point we heard, like, this fan, and for a split second, I thought, okay, they got the heat on. That's going to be great, because it was cold. And then it went off. And then it didn't warm up, and I was like, that better not be (laughs) a malfunctioning air conditioning unit, because that'll be that.
1: So the the upshot so, of that
0: story is that
1: if you can get your theater to turn off their heat, so that you can watch this in the cold, it was it's actually kind of interesting. It was it's, very role playish. It is it's this weird 4D kind of kind of a, <laughs> it's thing. a new like, experience. yeah, it's yeah. like when no, you, no
0: glasses, <laughs> cold seats,
1: right? When you go to uh, Disney World or something, they have the 4D theater or something, oh, you know. Anyway. So, the movie here is uh, we are fast-forwarded like eight years past some apocalypse. Yeah. And we get no information on the apocalypse, which I kind of liked. I guess we get to We get a little bit of it, kind of, when we're talking with the humans. Right. But the main character is a zombie, Uh, and and he only ever gets as far as R for a name. Right. And when we... uh, when we enter the movie he's just kind of talking to us and he's you know right. thinking he's setting up the film with the story and, and, and he's everything. he's talking about how he's a zombie and and he laments his fate sort of as right. being a zombie he doesn't want to he keeps looking at other zombies and yeah. wondering what they're thinking
0: realizes they're they bad and they can never bad
1: and... they can never actually get far enough to put words together right. except you know Sometimes right. they can say, like, hungry, hungry right. or yeah. whatever, yeah. and mostly they just go, er, er, right? Yeah. And he's wandering around this airport that's filled with other zombies, and right. he's sort of laying the groundwork for how this movie is going to play out yeah. with uh, other zombies, and, <laughs> and he's made this weird life for himself as a zombie where,
0: yeah.
1: for some reason, they hang out at this airport and that's their home and we don't really know why cuz they leave and then they actually come back right and, and but we can't figure out why they would do that yeah and he's taken over one airplane as like his home and he whenever they go out and look for brains right he picks up little knickknacks and brings them back to yeah. his, to his house his little wally cave and there's kind of a weird interesting thing going on where they eat
0: brains and get memories this yeah this was actually I mean, this is a mishmash. This is like a combination of a romantic comedy, a teen comedy, and a horror film. Right. You know, Or at least the genre, because it's got zombies in it. And one of the things I was impressed with was that, was the decision to, okay, we're going to establish some rules. And one of them is when you eat the brains of somebody, you get their memories. Right. And it's done both. And then you sort of we see it. Cinematically like, sort it's done of like kind a dream. of interesting. It's like a flash right. forward, flashback kind of memory relocation thing and it's it's interesting. It's a nice idea. It is. It's cool and it's well done. So it,
1: it is pretty it cool. And it you know, it has to hold on to the fact that we have no idea where this apocalypse came from. Right. Because otherwise we would be able to think about how that makes no sense. Right. I mean like right. if it were yeah. if it were a plague or something or yeah. some chemical thing then yeah. All of a sudden, that also changed you right. yeah. into being able to read well, the people's movie, brains when you get yeah. them. The movie so, kind of
0: establishes rules, but doesn't always follow all of them anyway. So, But right. it's not supposed to be a, let's analyze and think this too hard. It's right, just, right. Look, dead guy. So,
1: uh, yeah, so we walk around for a little while with the zombie. And, and one of the things that's kind of funny is that once he's doing all this thinking at you, and he's you know he's wandering around thinking stuff like man we move slow or yeah, right. you know just this weird normal stream of consciousness sort of kind stuff of stuff yeah. that you would be thinking if you were suddenly a zombie right except he's been a zombie for 8 years and he's thinking it and right. then and then you have to like wonder are all these other zombies around him thinking Similar the same banks. kind right. of things right. and you you don't
0: really know you you yeah you're <laughs> led to believe that R is kind of like the new the new version of like an ex- of a of an adapted zombie. Like right. you think he's the one, but you, you're right. You don't know. Like his his buddy Rob Cordero, Well, because he's, he's got moments. Because there him. are some that think
1: right. that seem like maybe they do. Right. But then there are some that seem like they, they don't. Absolutely don't. And know? and then we eventually get to where there are these skeleton creatures. The bonies, the, yeah. the zombies eventually become. Their flesh just so, falls off, and then get, they're so, just skeletony. Yeah. And and
0: he tells
1: yeah. us that it's it's like when you give up,
0: right? He, when you get you, so despondent, you're not you're you not give up hope anymore. of being human. You just rip
1: off your flesh, and then you're a bone. And you forget everything. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't remember anything about his past, right. and he doesn't really remember his name except that he thinks it starts with an R. Right. And you don't. And eventually, you get to a point where you just kind of give up on. Knowing on humanity yeah. on the human side of yourself or whatever, and then you turn into one of these bone creature right. weird things. So there are a bunch of zombies that are somewhere in the spectrum, right? And we see a lot of of all of them. Yeah. So right. so that actually was pretty actually interesting. Kind of interesting. So uh, anyway, there is also the you know last bastion the of survivors, <laughs> yeah. human survivors yeah. who live somewhere. And built a big wall around it. It looks like New York, but who knows where (laughs) it it is. It it kind of does, but yeah, I don't know. But anyway, they've built this giant wall, Mm -hmm. and uh, John John Malkovich Malkovich. is the leader of whatever. and, And this little society that lives inside the wall... They have some kind of you know Logan's Run kind of yeah. <laughs> weird thing where you right. get picked to go out and forage for you know medicines and, medicine and food and supplies. canned food and right. whatever, and it's been eight years, right? Which I think is a little weird. And one of the things that I kind of didn't like <laughs> about the movie, actually, now that 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 kind of comes up, and this happens a lot in these kind of movies where you start out and you go, okay, it's twenty years after this horrible thing happened or it's eight years, or it's whatever, right? Right. right. And everyone talks like it just happened. Right. Like, if it was eight years later, you wouldn't still talk like that. I mean, eight years is a long time. You would talk about things in a different way that do not make it seem like it just happened. And this is not the worst example, but but there are are others where it's even farther away. And you're going, you know, there would
0: be a a There's different a different cultural for right.
1: world going on, right. other than just, you know, people who are like, people are talking about the internet. And I wish the internet was still around, yeah. even though it's eight years ago and you're 18 now. Right. And that's not how you would talk, right. right? I don't know. Anyway, so that it was just like kind of a tiny little distraction thing. But, but anyway, so they have to go out and forage. And uh, as, John Malkovich's daughter and her little band of pals, cohorts or whatever, are about to go out and try and find some stuff in what's left of the outside world where the zombies are. (laughs) That's the moment that R decides that he's hungry. Right. And his little band of zombies all kind of get together somehow. Yeah. You know, stare at each other and, you know, kind of, I don't know, nod their heads, kind of hungry or whatever. Yeah. And so they go off in a group to go try and find some people to eat. Yeah. And obviously they meet meet up with each other. And so the rest of the movie, basically, they have this big run in and uh, John Malkovich's daughter, who I don't don't know her name. Yeah, Julie. So... R spares her from the ensuing battle of these two groups meeting, yeah, and and takes her back home. He like wipes some zombie death word, on her, yeah. right? And then you can't smell her or something, right. and, and the other zombies think that she's just a zombie too, yeah. And he takes her back home and sticks her in the plane and, and
0: promises and to return her home because right. she wants to go home. But he says tries it's not to keep safe her yet, safe and. and
1: And it's kind of like there's just this moment where all of a sudden, you know, the thoughts in his head kind of catch up with what his body's doing. Right. Because it's almost like he can't control himself really from being a zombie, even though he's kind of thinking, (sighs) I wish I wasn't doing this. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then we finally, we see her and then we get to the point where we can, I don't know, match up our thoughts with what we're going to do and he saves her. And then, you know, the whole rest of the movie is pretty much exactly what you think the rest of the movie is going to be. It, it yeah. It's like taking just any other romantic teen comedy about, you know, it's Romeo and Juliet. It is, it, 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 basically. In parts, it's obnoxiously
0: so yeah. i mean
1: there are parts of the balcony where, scene right. is absolutely supposed to evoke
0: so Romeo, it's, Romeo, like, Romeo, where far and, it,
1: it's like every you know teen movie you've ever seen where people are you know not from the same class right. or you know right. someone's the popular girl and someone's right. the geek and, right. and because they get thrown together in whatever circumstances you yeah. they fall in love with each other except we they, just there's a put zombies of, on it,
0: right? Right. We just slap Basically. zombies on it. Well, it, I mean, there's this funny when we were watching it, you know, even before I realized to what level of romantic comedy or teen teen romance it would be, I was just thinking of the you know the Pride and the Prejudice zombies, you right. Know, the books, this, right? The books, right? Right. The, the the new flavor of that historical fiction where you throw zombies on top of it, and really all this is is Romeo and Juliet zombies, right? That's it. So, and and it's even. I guess more than it's Romeo and Juliet because it
1: it kind of clearly is and we have the whole thing where you know John Malkovich wants to kill him of Mm -hmm. course and John Malkovich lost his wife to the zombies and so now he just wants to kill all zombies and the fact that his daughter says we may actually be able to save zombies and bring them back to life and and or at least do something but they're kind of changing that's obviously not going to. He's he not. He's not going to hear that at right. all, right? Right. So we have kind of that same thing going on, which is just straight from like '80s, you yeah. know, teen angst sure. movies. Right. So, so it's got this Romeo and Juliet weirdness going on, but it's also just kind of, I, I don't know, like your your stock comedies with mm-hmm. romantic comedies with teens. Right. It's not even like really the. The exact, I guess, formula of adult romantic comedies, no, although no, no. they are, they're not that if far you, away from each other right, anyway. Right. But
0: if you've got a romantic, if you've got a teen comedy where you know you're supposed to learn how to drive, but you fail your driver's test and you take your car with anyway because you got a date with the prettiest girl in school because right. she doesn't, you know, see you as the geek that everyone else right. does, and then hilarity and accidents and cop chases. What you have here is you have a daughter of this military guy who runs this. Compound and he's you know, She's supposed to go out. And there's stay kind of like a zombie thing yeah, going on at times. She's supposed to go out and you know forage for supplies and come back and don't get killed by the zombies. But it turns out she gets saved by a zombie who falls for her. And his affection for her and her presence for him changes the zombiness in him. And he starts to become dead uh undead right un- his undead his, he starts his to become heart alive starts alive again.
1: beating or whatever so and- there's
0: a little bit of the grinch in there so his uh, his heart grew a couple sizes and there's actually an interesting though the notion of this is cliche the aesthetic the visual of it is actually kind of cool in the film where he starts having feeling and there's like a cross-section x-ray of his heart and it just thumps once and right. there's like a red pulse through his whole body and that's actually kind of cool. Right. Even though it is horribly cliche, they
1: actually they actually did a pretty good job, I thought. Of as we're moving through the story, and he's supposed to be doing whatever it is he's supposed to be doing, right. because who knows exactly? But somehow, just finding this connection to humanity right. is kind of pulling him back, right. somehow, and and making him human again. And they, I thought they did a pretty good job of actually moving him by small increments, closer and closer to being alive. Because it wasn't, it didn't just go, okay, boom, here's a big jump. Right. It was like really slow. He would like walk a little bit faster. He would stand Stand up up a little little bit bit straighter. His his sentences would come a little more fully. Right. He he would talk a little bit more. And that was, I thought, that was interesting. You know, most movies. Like this, I thought. Most people making this movie, it would just be big, obnoxious jumps. Right. Because you and the audience are too stupid to catch on unless we make it really obvious, you know. And I thought that
0: part of it played out pretty well. We're probably not the target audience for this film. No. You know, this target audience is the the kids that go to the mall and can't go see, you know, some R rated film. And then the PG film is too childish for them. So this is just a notch up for them. But I, I thought this film had a lot of interesting things that it did. They were a little surprising, uh, some of the stuff we've talked about, like the brains, you know, giving the memories. And that was interesting. That's how he falls because he eats her. (laughs) When they meet up, when when our group goes out to get food and Julie's group goes out to get supplies, they meet up and they have a big fight and he kills her boyfriend. And when he's eating his brains, he starts feeling these things and he starts seeing her through his eyes. And he says, you know, I'm starting to feel alive again. Like. There's a movie in this film that was amazing, and we didn't get to see it. Right. Like there's, it's almost too pandering to a third. Mm. Just because it's a PG, I think it was PG thirteen. It is. Just because it's PG thirteen, I think they catered too close to the thirteen year olds, right? And not enough to the to the to the opposite end of that. You don't have to make it a full on adult film, but there's a huge number of of chances and opportunities there for the story both both like the idea of like what you were just saying which is um you know this this mismatched love affair and she brings him back to life because he's finally getting worth he's being seen he's not right. just looked at that's a huge motif for anybody on the outside of what's popular or clicky or cliché or for a minority you know that right. that there's a huge umbrella that that net casts over they don't really take it on they don't really do too much with it and And even as it goes on and on, I thought there were some choices that they made. Um, You know, it would have been more interesting to me without giving the ending of the film away, which I think is actually pretty transparent anyway. Right. But it would have been really interesting to me if at a certain point he could not become any more alive. And then you have to basically justify like, okay, look, I'm Caucasian and you're not. Right. You're, you know. Necro or whatever like and now there's like this mixed race idea because he becomes as as livable as a human person can right but maybe he's not fully alive and I mean there were all kinds of really funny things that were happening that I wanted to see happen but I wasn't in control of this movie right and it really does stay on its very narrow target which is just get the kids in to see this 13 pg-13 I I think you know
1: I, I actually liked it a lot more than I expected to and i think most of the reason that i liked it most of the parts that i liked yeah. about it were when it was kind of taking a chance and when it was yeah. when it was right. moving a little bit away from you know exactly what you expected to happen right and there were there were a lot of parts in the movie as odd as it may seem yeah that were like really getting close to being pretty deep yeah and i was going
0: Oh right! You're right there. Keep
1: going, keep, and right. then it stops. And there's, by the time you've watched about half this movie, you kind of get the idea that this is a younger-ish uh, writer director, mm-hmm. Jonathan Levine. Yeah. Just like we had last week, you know, not right. a whole lot of stuff under his belt, and right. he did Fifty Fifty. Right. And um, and he, I mean, he's done a couple of other things, but he does not have. You know, lots of work behind him. And right. y- if you go look him up on IMDb, it looks like he's 14. Yeah, so it it's not like he's got, you know...
0: Yeah. huge.
1: It's not like he's got huge amounts of pull. He looks is, like he's in and a cast. can just you know. do whatever he wants, right? Right. right. He is kind of trying to get his feet in yeah. the door still and whatever. Hey, everybody has to. And he's, you know, he at least has some stuff that is not you know, totally indie stuff or whatever. But Mm -hmm. he just doesn't have a lot, you know, going where he's going to go in and go, look, this is what's going to happen, right? Right. And and now he's got this movie and he's, you know, got a decent budget and some interesting people and it's just going to be kind of a fun type thing. Right. And I feel like there were a lot of parts of this where – what he wanted to do was you know take a chance, right, but that's dangerous, sure, yeah, because that could go wrong, yeah, and then you don't get your and next you job your next he's not a director right now where he goes, "I can do whatever I want, and I'll still get my next job right right, right. and and if he takes a lot of chances and it goes wrong mm-hmm. and everyone hates it right and that's and and it's, and it's horrible, yeah. then he's in big trouble, but there seemed to me to be a lot of parts where he was like. I want to kind of go here, but this is like as far as I'm going to go, right. and then and it feels and then like we'll that. get through the movie yeah. and everything will be okay. But this movie almost was, yeah. You know, this is like a crazy example, but when I was watching this movie, I kept thinking of the Breakfast Club.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You said this to me, a- and, and I I just kept thinking like. Is this this generation's breakfast yeah. club? Is that all you've got for right. like <laughs> yeah, your I hope it, not. for your like your teen oh, angst kind of movie? Yeah. It doesn't have to be so for people who can just barely get in on the 13 rating. Right. Just like The Breakfast Club. Right. You know, I mean The Breakfast Club is probably in the PG-13ish, you know, yeah. realm or whatever. But it's not for thirteen-year-olds. It's for eighteen-year-olds and twenty-year-olds and you you know whatever. And it's it's got theoretically anyway more to say, which is why it's it's still a movie that you know has this like instant classicness to it. And this movie could have had a lot of that stuff. Right. I don't know that the best you made this movie, it still would be, yeah, no, you know, 20 years from now, people would be going, hey, worn bodies, right? Right. But it could have been kind of closer, right. you know? It could have It could have actually gone where – it's like you could see this other movie from this movie. Yeah,
0: I agree. And yeah. you just couldn't quite get there. And loved that loved other movie that. would have been really cool. amazingly cool. Right. You know, this is in some ways – not surprising. I think Summit Entertainment put this out, which is not, you know, this is close to talking about the cinematography when you start talking about, right. you know, production houses and stuff. But they're the ones that did Twilight, you know, and there's a very big familiar feel here, um, both with, you know, the girl, Teresa Palmer, who plays the lead actress, Julie, she genuinely <clears throat> and whether it was purposefully done or not, she looked like a blonde Kristen Stewart a lot of the time to me when yeah, i was watching the movie did, I I, guess, and it yeah. wasn't just because okay so the main the main character is this um archetype of a monster with pale, you know, pale right. complexion, dreamy blue eyes. You know, this sounds like I'm... It, she's playing that same sort of kind of
1: wafiness that Kristen Stewart if is if I'm, yeah, in the if first I'm de- movie. If
0: I'm describing both, you know, the characters by themselves, I can actually, without making it too difficult, make it so you don't know whether I'm talking about Twilight or Warm Bodies. Right, right. You know, de- a, a monster who's a teen who's got pale complexion and icy blue eyes, that could be Edward Cullen, for all right. you know. And then you've got her... And there were parts that made me think of this, um, like when she gets taken back to the airplane and she has to kind of act with this guy and she has to go through a range of emotion and she has to make the audience believe that she could start, no pun intended, like warming up to him. Right. And that gradual gradient of emotion, she does. And there was a moment where I'm looking at her when she tries to run away. And I was like, she's like, we've talked about how people bash on Kristen Stewart. And for the most part, I don't see the whole reason why but if she's up against Teresa Palmer she's like the more emotive and at least emotionally projecting version of her and maybe in some ways this film is like look we don't have another Twilight film to come out so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take the monster boyfriend and and and, and the really attractive uh, young girl put them in a situation where they're not supposed to be in love, they do get in love, and then all these outside forces right. try to, you know, and that sounds like what,
1: Twilight. to I me. Mean, what, what we want to make sure that it aims at
0: is right. the people
1: who read the young adult exactly. novel or type, who are itching, whatever. Itching. Right.
0: There, was, there was a hole in the market for both movies and films when other genres do this stuff. Like when Harry Potter stopped, right? there was a spot where people were like, wow, we can be that. We need to ne- be, we need to be the next right Harry there, Potter right. quick and we can fill that gap that people want. At the same time though, um,
1: the the guy who plays R, yeah. something Holt. Nicholas. He, yeah, Nicholas Holt. He I thought was bizarrely good. He was really good. Uh, because I was watching it and I'm going, I should not even be paying attention right. enough to <laughs> <Right>. him, <laughs> yeah. or to this movie to even wonder if he's Doing good or not, and right. I thought he was really good. Was and, good. um, you know, I was surprised to, I guess, kind of put him back together with he's the kid from About a Boy. Oh, is he really? Yeah, and and I'm like, whoa, oh, wow, so that was really, really funny. weird, funny, but he was actually really pretty good in this. And to be pretty good, good, to be pretty good in this movie is, you know, that's saying something. I mean, I, if, I you, if you was, can stand out yeah. enough in this
0: goofiness. Being a zombie, it, right. for
1: someone to go, you know what? He's actually, He's actually doing, pretty doing a good
0: job. There here. was, a, there's, there's a moment here that you started to talk about that I started to talk about that we're both, you know, hitting, but directly, I felt the talent in this movie was put down a bit. I don't, I don't mean insulted. I right, mean right. Kept down. I'm right. Suppressed. He was good. She was great. You've got John Malkovich on set, you know, let this, let this movie be bigger. Let them really do it. Right. Let them really do it. And if you've got the guts to take the story where it needs to go, for me, this thing, this thing does a couple of different things. I'm not trying to make puns about the title, even though it's really easy to do in a warm bodies, let alone the fact that we were not warm in the theater, (laughs) which is a huge thing for me. I'll never forget that. But you know, it, it wants to be a zombie film to grab that audience, and it wants to have the teen comedy kind of audience. And as a Venn diagram, when you overlap those, you know, Venn diagrams, When I mean, you know, but when you take the circular everybody, things does. And, all right, hopefully they know. You hit this sweet spot, which is what this movie, I think, wanted to be and, and couldn't right. because it didn't understand that you, you have to do one or more instead of as much as you do neither. And by that, I mean, it, there's not enough zombie in this to be scary at all. Well, right. It's and not there's, enough, there's not enough teen comedy in it to be teen comedy at all. It is absolutely hot on neither end of that spectrum. Right. Warm is, I mean, again, no pun intended, but it, it is kind of forced. Warm is exactly the temperature this movie deserves. And it could have been hot on either <laughs> end. If it right. had just been zombie with a love affair, that would have been interesting. No, no, no real main film does that. There are probably independent... Right. Films that have done it, or if it had just been a romantic comedy, a teen comedy that had a zombie apocalypse in it, nobody's been doing that for a long time. Right. I think too it that didn't,
1: it didn't do anything. You them. know, like you were saying that uh, it's like we're just after a certain market. Yeah. And and what it came down to, what it came down to was make the decisions that make this movie more for this market
0: mm-hmm. than
1: whatever other decision, right? Yeah. And. Where where it really went wrong here, and if you had done that really well, I think you're gonna not have a good movie anyway, <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> unless, unless yeah. you're a huge Twilight fan. Right. But right. You know if
0: Look it, at how much uh, that
1: assume that, done, that Twilight maybe. did that job right. really well. Right. Right. Then you don't get a great movie out of that anyway. You might get hmm. exactly what you're looking for. And you might get exactly the seats filled that you want. Yeah. But you don't end up with a, a really good movie. The problem here is that the Good version of this movie mm-hmm. is not that no. movie, is not aiming no. at that market. It's yep. different decisions that need to be made yeah. to make this a good movie. If you yeah. would have had, you know, if you'd actually
0: had some angst yeah, instead of just saying angst at me or, or just whatever. Having or just, constantly, you know, right, right. Or just in, in constantly telling us with the story that she's all right to be with R. And then in the middle of the night, she just runs away. And now he's got a lumber at right. her again. And, like that and you, have like the, uh, you have, like,
1: the – you have – you know, she has, to, she has to go back to her father and have mm. the whole right. conversation just so that he can threaten to kill R, right. which you have to know is happening from the first time you see John Malkovich right. in the movie. You yeah. know we're eventually getting to that getting place, that right? Yeah. But they do the version of that scene that is so easy and so mm. boring. It was boring. And – and doesn't actually deliver anything. Yeah. You don't actually get the you know plot or the emotion that right. theoretically that would have because you're doing it in like the most simplistic way. Yeah, And you're making John Malkovich do it in the most right. simplistic way, which, is just, knows, which is
0: just horrible. You could see his he's face a pro, right? when he's, when a he's a pro. acting. He's a pro. He did it because he was on set and this was what he agreed to do. But man, you know that guy's capable. You could tell that, yeah. He's he's on set, about to shoot a scene, and he goes, "You know what we could do, right?"
1: (laughs) And but that's just not what
0: happened. Look, this is this is a bit, you know, goofy in in a way. The film really deals with a couple of major organs. You know, it wants your heart while it's basically going after your brains. Okay, there's the funny setup, right? Except not so much. Well, there's the setup, perhaps. Right. You know. It's got not enough of one, and it doesn't even recognize the other. You know, right. It tries too hard to go for your heart when all it needed was more brains, right. really. I mean, if this was just smarter or just a little bit more, you know, it doesn't have to be leaps and bounds intellectually pushed, but it just needs no, more than No, if it just actually let it, itself go. It, it needed to go through the right The right order. If it had more brains, it would have had more heart and it would have been way bigger as a surprise and as a a success. But instead, it went way back on heart, uh, way back on brains, a little bit more for your heart. And it looked clumsy. This is
1: and because of it, it's in the end. I think this is a movie that like suffered from its own budget. uh, Well, because it because it got the budget it had
0: an okay budget. No, no, no.
1: No, it had too big a budget. It it had too much money involved with it and too many other people, I think, in charge of the young director and and how things were going to play out and what was going to happen. And if, you know, he had just taken this and made like a little indie thing out of it. Where we didn't have to make sure we were going to get all our money back, so right. the people were going, right. "No, it has to be like this because that's how we're going to get our money right. back, right? right?" Then he would have said, "Well, I'm doing this and I'm doing this," and then it would have it, probably ended up being a better movie.
0: Most of the, yeah, that's an interesting point. Most of the budget, truly, I mean, there's as the zombie stuff goes, there's not a huge amount of special effects. It's yeah. really just like pale makeup, right? You know. The brain, and then we've the got the an airport
1: and the you, airplane we
0: rented. You basically, <laughs> you basically have sets, and you have one special effect, which is the big bony, you know, the, the skeletal right. attack, which is this big war. And they're not on screen so so much. Um, right. They're almost like how the velociraptors in Jurassic Park. Everyone thinks they're all over the place. They're actually on screen, not a lot. You just think they're on screen right. way more. Right. It must all be it, said. It, it's it must really, it's really like be
1: locations. John Malkovich, really. It's,
0: Hopefully it wasn't Malkovich. Hopefully it, it, he, he took to a lot of money. Is. But the movie is, you know, it's coy and not clever. And, right. and if it had been clever, man, this would have been. On the other trend. hand, as we're like, you know, getting short on time
1: a little bit, you know, this is another example, I think, that we do this all the time, but we're saying all negative things.
0: No, we and, said some fairly positive stuff in the beginning. And, well,
1: yeah, but it seems like we're saying we're talking a lot. You're going to give this, You're right?
0: going to give this four stars. And
1: I just no, but I did. I had a pretty good time with it, and it sounds like you know if you're listening to the show, right. you're it like, going, okay, right. well, half a star or <laughs> right. something like that. Right. And that, and it that's not the movie that I saw. No. It was fun. Yeah, you have to give it a little bit of a break. Uh, to some extent, just because it is a really goofy thing, it's not yeah. like it, you know, it's not like it's out for the Academy
0: Award. No. Now that we're talking and about star ratings right, and where right. they end and up and all that, you've got to be pretty forgiving with a certain part of it too. Because I, we both admitted I, at the I beginning, I did have a fair amount of fun. Really, I had so. a fair amount of fun with it, and I will concede that it was a lot to do with the movie and the surprising performances from you know R and Julie, and it's just fun seeing Malkovich anyway. Part of it was also. We were freezing in a the theater that <laughs> right. we couldn't understand why they couldn't just put the heat on and shut one theater down. But we'll, we'll watch this again warm and we'll go, you I mean, oh, know, that was garbage. Was,
1: that was awful.
0: <laughs> I don't know when the book came out and I never read it and you never read it. Right. So I don't know whether, you know, Land had anything to do with it. But there was for me the whole first five to seven minutes are is rather are walking around and, and getting you used to the environment, telling you the right. story right. as much as you can it felt like it wanted real hard to be Zombieland. Like that opening salvo kind from of, him yeah. felt like, okay, here's the rules. And this is why I got to run all the time. And this is when you don't go to the bathroom alone. Like it right, really right. felt like it wanted to be Zombieland. And then and then it, it shifted. shifted. It shifts. Yeah. and And when it shifts, that's when it's, it's, it picks up a lot of fun and it gets more enjoyable. Right. That isn't hard to watch, but it's just his, his, you know, hypothetical stuff or his, you know, his monologue is actually kind of cliche and stupid in places. And I don't mean stupid because he's a zombie. I mean, that was just dumb writing. Right. You know, right. but, but it, when it does take a shift and it gets into it and then the movie takes off, as long as R and Julie are on screen at the same time and they're on screen at the same time, a lot of the movie, it's really fun. Yeah. When there was a lot part... of fun
1: stuff going on
0: and, and not only that, but
1: there are different levels of having fun with this movie. Yeah. At least there were for me because, you know? There were even times, you know, R has his best friend, uh-huh. the the other oh, zombie, right. yeah. And and what he means by best friend is sometimes we <laughs> sit next to each other yeah. and stare at each other and, and, yeah. and grunt or whatever, right? And because there is no best friendness right. when right. you're a zombie, you because care. what can you do? You just right. go,
0: Ur, you know, <laughs> yeah.
1: And and there's one scene where he's talking about how this is his best friend and they're sitting next to each other at, at like a bar at the right. airport or something. And yeah. they're just going, <laughs> and and back and forth and back and forth. Right. And I'm just sitting there going, how many takes <laughs> right. did there have to be without – until up finally until you, got yeah. one where neither one of them like, lost died, it, it and cracked yeah. up, Right. right. And so that just made that scene more fun for me right. was just thinking about that. And then at the end of that scene, R gets up and walks away. Yeah. And uh, you know, I don't even know if he has a name, the other I don't zombie. Think he does either. But okay, he does. He's gonna get up to leave and he raises his hand like he wants the check. Yeah. And then he looks at himself and he's like, What am I doing? And it's like really fast. Right. It took it longer to really describe cool. it than than, happens. than it did to happen. Yeah. But it was such a cool thing to like throw in, just that he would he absent mind, mindedly doing things right. as though he still were a human, well,
0: like, and he doesn't understand doing them it, himself. It's like and there's a, that was funny, and it's like when they're at the airport, when they constantly walk through the screener, the zombie guy who's stuck there <laughs> keeps <laughs> waving the metallic wand over him to see if there's any right, bombs right. or stuff, and he can't help it. He's stuck in his life, just like the right. guy. Again, when they're establishing the whole story, there's a guy, there's a zombie mopping the floor. And the guy was a human who just mopped the floor and he doesn't look any different except his skin is, you know, there's And there. That was when I started thinking, good, this is like going to be the best of the Romero movies, which is instead of everybody is in a mall because that's where you go for mindless. Human you know right, suffering right. you're at an airport, which is actually probably the twin of a mall because there's no and, other place that you can feel dead right. and, and still be alive and, 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 and
1: during the beginning, one of the parts that I thought was cool, even though it was a little overplayed, was when he was thinking back to when people were alive, and he says, you know what must it must have been so great when everyone could just you know connect with each other right and and we see everyone's on their phone. Yeah, and no and one is talking, talking to, to anyone, this and the they're all being zombies. Been.
0: This was awesome. That,
1: that little part of yeah. the movie, if we would talk to the sensibilities
0: that wrote that, that, that was, in, right? Yeah, then and it would have been a great and movie. It, and it's in that. I mean, I didn't like the opening because I thought it was too riffing on Zombieland. But there's another part there where he's looking at the guy who's mopping the floor, and he does the exact same motion when he's alive as he is dead, right? And you realize this guy's not alive. Right. Like this this facility, this life that you're living isn't a life. You are not alive. And that's the motif for the whole film, which is how do I get alive again? But, a- get- but after like the first, you know. We fifth- could have made such a great after- <sighs> freaking movie out of this. After like, like, like the first 15 story minutes here.
1: or 20 right. minutes maybe or right. whatever, that we get past those little explanation parts, we never go back to that again. Never. And we never, you know. Actually, connect something to right, to that to, that movie. we're try, That's what yeah. we're trying to say is about how everyone is actually dead now already, right? Yeah. But it never gets there. The, the movie never
0: goes along. His, his with friend, it. they they list him as M, but I could have swore his name was Marcus because there's a there's Marcus, a name, right? his best friend, and Julie's best friend who plays uh, this girl Nora. At times, those guys steal the scene that they're in. Right, like they right. were
1: really good. Both, which is. In Which is not so ends. weird for Marcus because right. I mean he's it's he's awesome. a, he's a great actor yeah, and he's been in a lot of it's really stuff, good. but is very surprising on the other end. Yeah, when, she was when whoever I don't even know I, who that girl is. I don't. I mean, it's but, her girl, but she pulled some scenes out. And she, she carries them great. Really well. Yeah. And, you know, okay, the well, other thing – yeah, now we're getting interrupted. Now we've
0: got to basically end this. Um,
1: yeah, we definitely need to end. The other thing that I did want to throw out really quick, though, is another thing that I thought was a great part of this movie that, because the movie didn't become great enough, right didn't matter, there are these two little girl zombies.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And what's great yeah. about them – is that it never comes to anything. Mm-hmm. They never do anything in the end. And you keep seeing them, and you keep expecting, oh, these two girls, something's going to happen with them at the right. end, because this is the foreshadowing of those two right. girls or whatever. And no, nothing. Yeah, just no. We just have these girls. And that was great <laughs> yeah. that,
0: that, that that happened. They don't often see that decision. Right. Uh, all right. You know, I, I had a lot of fun with a lot of it, but I was annoyed by a lot of it. Right. And a lot of it was missed opportunity. And the really strong. You know, for me, all things considered, it's three stars. Really?
1: Yeah. That's actually even higher than I thought you were going to go because that that's actually exactly was, what I was going to say. It was a little it, bit better than average. It, it's just better than average. Yeah. And it was fun, but I definitely recommend. I would uh, say, you know, go if see anyone it. will, if, if yeah. there's any chance you'll like it, you know, I think right. you'll probably have a pretty good time.
0: It's I fun. Would send, I would send people over Hansel and Gretel to this. You know, if it was one or the other. The two yeah, that's, the, that's a tough the call. Theater. Yeah, <laughs> <I> would, <laughs> to that's this, a I tough think. choice. But so. it
1: it is fun. But ultimately, that's exactly where I was going to be, yeah. too. I thought you were going to be lower. <laughs> but it is. It's kind of like it's just better than average. That's and pa- and part of that is how annoying it is that it isn't better yeah. than it is. Right. Because it should have been. Yeah,
0: oh, I totally agree. Anyway,
1: um, the live show is going to end in, you give it? in a couple seconds.
0: Three stars. Oh, okay, right
1: all right the the live show's gonna end uh right now. We will see you next week, yeah um, I think we will go over for the podcasters because I wanna uh figure out what we're doing next week. Okay. do we know what we're seeing next week um I don't know. It's not like anybody is, has anything better to do today than listen to us. So we might as well <laughs> right. go on longer, um, right? Um, I keep there's nothing going on today, really, right? Yeah, right, just the super This will be another one, you know, we we talk. Nothing going on we today. talk frequently about uh the numbers the shows get and, mm-hmm. and this will be and, weird, and looking be an at one. looking at, you know, why did we get these numbers for this week and why is this and that and I I'm, right. I'm really curious to see who tunes in.
0: This week. Well, look at you know. Next week is weird. You know, we could. Oh, only, side effects. Side I, so effects that looks comes like out, it's right?
1: The one. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, that's top,
0: like the thing. Top Gun is being re-released in IMAX, and we're not going to get that Safe Haven, which I pray we don't get to go see. Um, no, that that's one's the new so Nicholas Park ones. I mean, it looks like Side Effects or Identity Thief. Side Effects, I gotta tell you, seems crazy.
1: Yeah. But I like the trailers for it. Yeah. They kind of scare me because whenever I see a really good trailer, <laughs> yeah, I know for sure that I'm not going to get a good movie. Right. But the trailer itself for Side Effects looks, looks pretty good. Yeah.
0: Um
1: I think we'll do that next week and uh, week after looks like it's Die Hard. A good day to Die Hard. Oh great. Come on. Well, that's February. Anyway, right. um <laughs> yeah, I suppose we might as well just check out I can't believe we're not going to see Parker. God. Yeah, I kind of want to see that one. I want to see was, it. I can't uh, believe they didn't even you know, sure the why. other thing that I was going to say about, about this movie, yeah, because I, I said it when we were walking out, and I'll, I'll leave our audience <laughs> on this note. <laughs> okay, uh, You go to see this movie, you're going to get a preview of the host. Oh, yeah, right. And I got to tell you, if I'm watching that movie versus Warm Bodies, I would watch Warm Bodies like yeah. every day of the week before that yeah. just because of the way it looks even in the trailer. Right. It looks like we're talking about how this movie is making decisions based on we want to get, you know, get the right audience in. I right. don't care if we're making a good movie. I don't care, you know, I don't care if we're making smart decisions. I want to just get this target audience to show up. Right. And just watching the trailer of The Host, it's yeah. the exact same thing <laughs> but is, like, like multiplied it. by a million or something. It yeah. looks so Goofy it really does, and I just think it's weird too that you know there's some weird cultural shift going on here where <laughs> you know you can write, uh, you know I don't really have anything against the Twilight books; they're fine. I, I have the same yes. thing against them as kind of the Harry Potter books; oh,
0: they're wow. fine too. I have a lot of
1: unless you're thirty and saying it's the best <laughs> book you ever read in your life, right? Well, I maybe mean, it is. <laughs> well, oh, then no. that's gone wrong, no. right? I have a lot it's the of the same issues. thing with Twilight. I have right? a lot of issues with the Twilight books. I I only read the first one, and oh, I, man, you know you're one book ahead of me. I, I don't know. I don't know what's there's nothing wrong with the book. Okay, okay. The only thing that's wrong with the book is if you're the wrong person saying it's the best book you ever read, right? If you love it that much, yeah. Read other books, maybe yeah. or yeah. something. I don't well, know. But anyway, so you can jump off of the Twilight well, books, right? Yeah. And and then you can just write whatever you want. Right. So now we got the host, and that that's going to goes, be a movie. Yeah. I'm sure the contract was signed for that to be a movie before she ever yeah. said she had an idea for a book. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Whatever book you write, right. whatever Here's you the got contract for the in. movie. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And and
0: this is the movie we get, and it looks just right. so goof I, I bet everyone will see it if they go see this. I, You know, it was weird thinking, again, at Warm Bodies, there was a part just before it really started picking up like 30 minutes in where I was watching it. And I was thinking this will be released on video. And then obviously it'll go to the, go to the channels. I could see this. and It sounds like it's a knock on it. And in in a way it is a little one. I could see this on ABC family. Right. You know, that's why when I was, when I was trying to think of, what was what was off balance with it, you know, not enough zombie. It's totally like one of these shows where they have witches and monsters right. dressed up, and it's on ABC Family at Sunday and at eight you o'clock. You know, you know what? Like here's, this is going to be on that in eighteen months. People aren't going to have to go see this anywhere. It's going to be on that show, right? <laughs> here's, and it's kind of a slam. Here's how we
1: just ramble on forever. But it's funny that you mentioned ABC Family because oh I think I think ABC Family is like a perfect thing to mention with th- these two movies. Yeah. Since we're talking about Warm Bodies and The Host, right? Right. Warm Bodies. If Warm Bodies had been made for ABC Family, it Man. would have been the movie we wanted. I know because I you know, know what? There is so much actually of good stuff, stuff yeah. on ABC Family, and it's weird because it all sounds stupid. It does, but when you sit down and you have to watch but it, but when you it's actually, actually watch it, it's well—they're yeah. like well-written, and they're obviously for younger right. audiences, so they're not right. gonna, you know, win the Emmy for the best. Show there ever was or anything, right? They're not going to go up against, you know, Argo, the big dramas and things like that. Yeah. But for the age group that they're they're targeting. Yeah. They're acting like maybe some of those people who watch might be smart, right? And they, you know, and they they actually do interesting things. It's so weird that that you could have because. The shows all sound crazy. Everything yeah. that comes out. But it's also got like Bunheads now, right? which is basically the Gilmore channel. Girls. yeah. And, and it's made by the same people as... <laughs> we aren't going to talk
0: about everything. I love it's this. It's made
1: by the same people who made the Gilmore Girls. And it's even got the mom from the Gilmore Girls. And it oh, started yeah. out a little different. But as it's gone on, I mean, right. man, it is just like watching the Gilmore Girls. Right. But, but it's just so weird that <laughs> that channel that's supposed to be targeting young audiences and right. is supposed to be like throwaway stuff basically. Yeah. No. Is actually it's making interesting yeah, stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, all right, we, we should get out of here. But next week we will uh I think pretty definitely be covering side effects. It should be side effects. And I think that one's gonna be pretty interesting because it's either going to be really good or really bad. Yeah. there's no three star, yeah, two and a half be star between. review for that. And it'll be
0: really fun if we we're at odds on it.
1: uh, Maybe I don't know. You know, I have some hope just because Jude Law's in it, because I I don't know why, but he he's not in a lot of stuff that I don't that I hate. That you dislike. Yeah, I I don't remember seeing.
0: He makes good choices. What he's going to be in. It's not always the the film that is the best, but he's making good picks. Right, right. Because he could work a lot more and be in a lot of stuff that's right. Right, but he's. And he it's kind of, kind of weird because as big
1: as he has been in the past,
0: yeah. you would think you would
1: see him All every over. time you turn right. around
0: and you don't. Right. So which is uh, a sad I mean, this is this for. is the this is the conclusion thing too because like the previews we saw I, we saw another preview for Jack the Giant Killer. And right. the, I still just like get this lump in my throat. This like sinking feeling in my stomach yeah. when there's a cut to the to the trailer, and then Ewan McGregor is leaning over him, and he's like, "Wow!" and he's saying his catch line, and I'm like, "Oh, Ewan, what are you doing? Right? You don't have to be in every move that <laughs> comes know. across your desk. You know, you need to be a little bit more like Jude Law. Pick, Pick. a little better. Right? He actually does. Uh, I get so he, like Ewan oh, McGregor. I love as, Ewan
1: as McGregor. As far as I can tell, I'm, I really like him too. As far as I can tell, he's doing more of the. Uh, you know the version where you make big stupid movies and then make yeah, little indie cool films. things that like Beginners. Did you see that
0: one? No, I you didn't. Know, I uh, know what that, that one was. Yeah.
1: That one was really good. He, I, anyway.
0: He just reminds me of a young. There are certain actors who do this. He reminds me of a young Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman at one point just said, I wanted to work so I would be in anything. Right. And if you put Superman 4 in front of me, I'm on it. I'll do it. Right. Like, And it's not that he's a greedy bastard. He just wanted to work or maybe he, for any reason personally, you know, whatever it could be, he needed to work. Right. I don't think it was monetarily. He might just be like, I need to work. So he did anything and everything. And Ewan McGregor sometimes feels like that. Like you just, you look at Gene Hackman, you're like, dude, you, you are amazing, and you don't have to be in this. Right. But
1: you can't look at his movies and say, right, Well, Clearly, he's making. He's his, just, yeah, right, right. I don't know. So,
0: anyway, anyway,
1: there we go. <laughs> All right. So we will we'll be next with, week. We will see you next week, and thanks a lot for t- for tuning in, oh, please remember to uh, catch us on uh, Stitcher, iTunes, right. subscribe,
0: Blog Talk Radio,
1: leave us a review on iTunes. That's how you get a chance to win every movie we review including this year, including this one, including this one. So right. you're, you know you yeah. want to get that. Right. So we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Goodbye. Bye.